Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, I think we have some pretty big news here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. This, this, um, this is going to wind up being a very big deal, I think. Uh, Nuno just sent me a tweet from Chris Sommerfeld, who is the City Hall reporter for the New York Daily News. So um, for everybody across the country, that, that's he, he covers City Hall in New York for the paper. And the, the New York City has a new mayor. He was sworn into office at the beginning of this year. His name is Eric Adams. And he was asked, the mayor was asked today if he has a plan for phasing out COVID vaccine mandates for indoor spaces. And he quotes the mayor as saying, yes, and I can't wait to get it done. He adds that he foresees an announcement on something related to this, quote, in the next few weeks. Now, once again, as I said earlier this morning, I have zero interest in engaging in a dialogue about the benefits or or otherwise, of vaccine mandates and all that sort of thing. I have my own feelings on it. You have yours. I'm guessing we're not going to convince each other whether we're right or if we disagree, we're not going to convince each other we're wrong. However, this is a sports conversation, as for reasons you obviously know well, which is to say that the Brooklyn Nets, who play in New York City, Brooklyn, for those who don't realize this, is New York, is, is in New York City, Um By now, you're well aware that Kyrie Irving has been ineligible to play home games for the Nets because he is unvaccinated. And it has been the belief of many, you know, hosting NBA Countdown now, I've I've had a lot of conversations with people I otherwise would not have talked to in, in years past because this has been more front and center on my plate than it otherwise would have been. There are a lot of people who believe that Kyrie has just been waiting this out. You say, oh, is he going to get vaccinated? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? Are they going to trade him? That there has been sort of a quiet belief, even at the worst of it, even at the very worst of um, Omicron, when everything was going sideways, there was a belief. And that's why I asked Adam Silver about it when he was on with me, whenever that was, a week or so ago, that uh, there has been a belief that, that, that this would happen. And that by the time we get to the playoffs, Kyrie will be eligible. Now, the playoffs will start the middle of April. What's the exact date on that? April 16th. April 16th is the playoffs or is that the play-in? The play-in is April 12th. April 12th. Look, the way things have gone in the Eastern Conference, it's not inconceivable they could be in the play-in, but it seems unlikely, right? One way or another, I mean, Durant's not, I'm not sure exactly when he's going to come back. Assuming he comes back reasonably soon. I think he's supposed to come back soon. Assuming he comes back reasonably soon, they'll probably play their way up to the top. But there's so many good teams that are so jumbled up up there at the top there with Philly and Chicago and Milwaukee and Miami and everybody at Cleveland that they could wind up in the plane. But whatever. The point of it is we were envisioning a scenario where the Nets could wind up playing in the play-in in Toronto where he can't even travel to then coming home to Brooklyn to save their season and being ineligible to play. Imagine in that scenario, if the Nets have two to make one, two chances to win one game, and Kyrie winds up not being eligible to play in either of them, how that would appear to the world. Well, one way or another, it sounds, Nuno, am I I reading this right here? It sounds to me like there is reason to believe that by the time the playoffs begin, Kyrie Irving and all other players unvaccinated players will be eligible to play at least in the city of New York. Yes. So uh, the mayor was asked during a press conference, Hey, all these other cities have done this. Are, 
is the plan uh, for New York, and he's and he's saying yes. So you know, saying everyone has done everything that they needed to do right, and New Yorkers have handled this well, and that the plan is to get uh, you know lift these mandates. Okay, fair enough. So uh, again. I'm sure many people have strong opinions on both sides of what they should and shouldn't do and what they want and want not to see and how they feel about Kyrie. And people ask me sometimes why I don't engage in much of this. And I always say, because there isn't debate going on. There's no debate here. There are two echo chambers. We have a group of people. We have basically divided it up into whatever the percentages are here. You think what you think. I think what I think. If we think the same thing, then we'll be just fine. If we think opposite things, no one's going to listen. There's no listening going on. We are not, we are inactive listeners. Whatever the opposite of being active listeners are, that's what we've become as a society to our endless detriment. But the point is, I'm not going to try and convince you that you're wrong on this, no matter what your perspective is. But as a sports announcer, and for you as a sports fan, this is a big deal. And so I will ask the question. Nuno, I'll start with you because you're my VP of Basketball Insight. If Kyrie Irving is eligible to play every game of the postseason, And Ben Simmons will be back for sure. Ben Simmons will have a month and change ramp up to, you know, sort of play with these guys and play. And Durant is healthy. Are the Nets in your mind, what word would you use to describe their standing in the Eastern Conference playoffs? I would say favorites. But not prohibitive? You you picked up on what? Because I I was going to use the word prohibitive, but I didn't want to put it in your mouth. Would you say prohibitive favorites? I normally would think so, but I was listening to uh, Zach Lowe's podcast when he had Jeff Van Gundy on today, and he made a really good point of like, hey, are we forgetting these other teams? And he threw out a team like Miami, who's, I think, by metrics, is favored to have home co- a home court advantage. Yeah. Uh, and that's my thing is that, yes, it's going to look pretty on paper, but... I don't know. Will all these moves actually pay off for them? Uh, I think they'll have the most pressure on them, but I just think they're favorites. Well, we're going to find out a lot because Philly is going to skate under the radar of a lot of this, which is to say it's all going to be on Harden. Like it's either going to work or it isn't going to work in Philly, and it's either it's going to be a referendum on James Harden one way or the other, and that's going to be it. The Nets kind of share that load a little bit. I agree. I think it's a reflection on all of them if it doesn't work, and they have to find a way to integrate Ben Simmons into what they're doing, and he's not an easily integratable piece. Like, he's a, he's a very, he's a very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he's a very valuable piece. Like, if you play chess, he's not the queen. Like the queen can do everything. He's not the queen. He's a rook. He's the next most powerful piece. Like, if you play chess on the app like I do, a queen is worth nine points. A rook is worth five. That's still the second most. But it can't do everything. Like, it can't go diagonally. And Ben Simmons can't do that. We all know what he can't do. Mm -hmm. So the question becomes, can they that quickly with a coach who I don't think most people think that highly of when it comes to Steve? Look, Steve was an unbelievable player and all the rest of that. It is what it is. But I don't think anyone is sitting around going, well, thank God they've got the genius basketball mind that is Steve Nash to put together a plan here. So can they figure out how all those pieces fit together in an Eastern Conference where there isn't a gimme? Like there isn't an easy first round series for them to kind of cruise through. In the West, there'll be some bottom feeders that wind up getting in there. In the East, there's not going to be. The bottom seeds in the East are going to be like Cleveland, who is great. Give Give me five through eight right now in the East. Milwaukee? 
Milwaukee. The, well, but they're going to wind up higher. Go ahead. They're a co-favorite, though, right now to win right. the conference. Boston is sixth. Yeah, best, that, the that's best not team, easy. They're the playing best team great. in the East over the last two months. Right. They, were, they, they won 10 straight in one stretch. Toronto and then Brooklyn. That's, and they're in 7-8. They're yeah, in 7-8. Seven, seven, eight. Eight. So let's say Brooklyn gets to... Brooklyn's two and a half games behind uh, Boston right now for the sixth seed right. to avoid the plan. So they have to make up some serious ground in a really loaded conference the next month. That's and right. And, and how do they get... But I'm not even sure who you're trying to avoid. Like, let's, let, 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 so, so my point is even stronger mm-hmm. than I expected it to be, which is they're going to have no time to get their feet under them in the playoffs. They're going to have to hit the ground running in the postseason. They're going to be staring at a team that absolutely can beat them in the, in the first round of the playoffs. So I really don't know what to expect. My gut keeps telling me it's Milwaukee. Like my gut keeps saying, keeps coming back to Milwaukee. And look, I, I think the Bulls are being vastly overlooked in a lot of ways. Their season has been so good and they've done it through so much adversity. They've had one after another of all of their best and most important players hurt, including one who got hurt at the very beginning and has never come back and isn't coming back. But they're going to get Caruso back and Ball and all these guys. And I think the Bulls are a team to be reckoned with. Miami is a team to be reckoned with. Cleveland is a team to be reckoned with. Those are the reckoned withs. And maybe Boston. No, let's say Boston is a team to be reckoned with. You have two players that good. They got to be a team to be reckoned with. Then you go up the notch. You got Philly with the acquisition they made. Obviously, they have the two superstars. You have the Nets trying to put together the three superstars. And you have Milwaukee, who are the defending champs with the best player. And that's what Giannis is. Giannis is the best player. Uh, KD's unbelievable. Embiid might be the MVP. Giannis deserves to be called the best player. So that's kind of how the playoffs in the Eastern Conference look to me. And it is going to be fascinating to see where all that goes. I, as someone who, as a Philly fan, lived the Ben Simmons experience from front to back, am highly skeptical that the Nets are going to be able to integrate him into their system immediately. We're talking about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons. These are three of the most combustible players and people in the NBA with a coach who's still young enough to like practically be an active player. Uh, that's, a group of pe- that's a group of people and a group of players for whom I'm going to have to see it to believe it. And that's why I favor Philly. Yes, I'm a fan, but at the same time, they have the MVP of the league right now. They're two and a half games back without getting anything from that Ben Simmons roster spot. There's no redundancy in the two stars that they have, and they have an awful lot more to gain than to lose by sort of compromising and making it work. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. We come to you live, excuse me, live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. There's a lot going on here. I'm going to play a couple sound bites here that are very much worth hearing. But there's one thing I just feel I need to get quickly to the bottom of. 
Um, during the break, we were having a quick conversation, and we seem to have upset Harry Douglas somehow, and I'm not sure exactly how. But, Bubba, if I understand this correctly, you are trying to convince Harry Douglas that he needs to eat a meatball sub and he refuses to do it. And this has become a a topic of such discussion that when I was trying to get your attention during a break, I could not reach. I could not contact. Tell everyone how this worked. I'm sitting here. We're in New York. Hembo and I are at the seaport in New York. These guys are up in Bristol. We have communication nonstop during the commercial breaks. And I will just say, Hembo? No, no. Hembo sit next to him. Sorry. I will go, Nuno? Or Bubba, and they will say yes, and then we will have a conversation. So I'm sitting here for like two minutes saying, Nuno, Bubba, Nuno, Bubba, no one's reacting to me. My immediate assumption is something huge is breaking. An enormous story is taking place in the world of sports right now, and that's why they're busy getting information, booking a guest, lining something up, and they will be coming back on here in a moment breathlessly. And what I am instead told by Nuno is that they were in an argument with Harry Douglas over his unwillingness to eat a meatball sub. And that somehow kept everyone from talking to me. Right. Do I have this about right, Bubs? Yeah. I mean, there's like 37 people in here right now also. <laughs> we, we got Bridget shadowing me here. I got two people who just started. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean shadowing you? Hashtag Devin is in here for some unknown reason. Why? Being annoying. Um, she's just here uh, learning the ropes, learning radio. Okay, l- l- let me not get... To, this is my second digression in a row. I'm going to go back to the first one. Why is it so important to you that Harry Douglas eats a meatball <laughs> yeah, sub? So, this is, so like months ago... So, Harry and Chris filled in a bunch over uh, when you were off. And right. And one of the Who You Got questions months ago, like, I don't know, week seven of the NFL, was like, what's your favorite sandwich? Who you got? And Chris... You know, gay. I think he ended up saying meatball sandwich. And Chris then, Carlin, you're talking about. Correct. How did he narrow it down? Like, that would be my question. He seems like a man who would like a lot of sandwiches. Great question. Great question. So, okay. Yeah, he, he did narrow it down to meatball. And then Harry was like. So his favorite sandwich is a meatball sandwich. Yeah, I think meatball so. Meatball sub. Yeah. Okay. And then Harry was like, I got to be honest with you guys. I've never had a meatball sandwich. And we're like, what does that even mean? Are you insane? What are you talking about? And we just berated him for like the rest of the show. I see. And then we're like, all right, well, fine. That's insane. But. Has he never had a meatball? He he's had meatballs. I guess he's just never had them in a you know as a sub. So we're like, all right, fine. This is like in October or whatever. We're like, all right, well, next week have a meatball and we'll talk about it. We'll have a great time. Next week comes, he didn't have it. Two weeks, he keeps coming up with these ridiculous excuses that he can't find a meatball. He doesn't know where to get meatballs. Diana's going to make him a meatball. Here we are in February twenty third. He's never had. He still has yet to have a meatball sub. And it's just absurd. That does seem absurd to me. Uh, But I will say this. Well, no, I won't. Because I have other things that I want to get to here. And what I was going to say was not going to further this discussion in any manner (laughs) that that was So Harry's gone, but we still have 37 But he seems all upset about it. Like Harry jumps on the microphone. Is he still in the room? No, we got rid of him. Because he got on and he was like, Greeny, they may bully you, but they're not bullying me into eating a meatball sub. And I'm thinking... He thinks these guys are bullying me, and he's an idiot. Meatball sub. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've, we've berated him for quite a while. We've been yelling back and forth at him, screaming at him. I've okay. tweeted at him. I've harassed him quite a bit. Because right. it's absurd. I mean, he's a grown man who's never had a meatball sandwich. I, I, do you like a meatball sandwich, Hembo? I do. I eat him uh, occasionally. I can imagine you likely don't because it's not easy to eat with a utensil, right? Sure it is. It's incredibly a easy to sub? eat with a utensil. Yeah, so long as the bread is nice and soft. You gotta have soft bread. You can't have like the hard bread. Every time I eat a meatball sandwich, I get stuff all over me. Yeah. I get like it really like juicy and wet. Well, that you're a unique person mm. in that regard. I, I'm, I'm not getting involved in that. All right, let all me right. let me move on to other things here, guys. <laughs> I, got, I got some sound bites that I, I've wanted to hold on to here. 
There was a lot of Zion conversation on ESPN yesterday. Everyone might have seen that. And the question of whether Zion is a good teammate, a bad teammate, whether he's invested in being in New Orleans or not, and I can tell you that I've been hearing just from people whose opinions I value, I want to preface this by saying, I am not reporting this. Greeny is not saying Zion wants out of New Orleans. I've never spoken to Zion Williamson in my life. I'm telling you, people who are connected to the NBA, whose reporting I value, are at least starting to scratch the, the itch of, is Zion ultimately going to want his way out of there? Which is remarkable, considering he can't get on the court. And so they made this trade for C.J. McCollum, and he gets to New Orleans, and the story comes out immediately. Zion didn't reach out to him. Zion hasn't played all year long. But Zion didn't reach out to welcome him or whatever. And they bring this up to J.J. Redick, who played with Zion. And this is what J.J. said on First Take yesterday. This just shows a complete lack of investment in your team, in the organization, in the city. I get that he's hurt and away from the team. But you just traded for one of the 50 best players in the league, a guy that's supposed to be paired with you. Reach out and say hello. I, I, I'm, I'm, this is a pattern of behavior with Zion that we are seeing again and again. And look, I was his teammate. I can describe him as a detached teammate. That, that, is, that is an accurate statement. This is basic level of humanity being a teammate. Send a text to a guy when he gets traded to your team. That is just normal behavior. That's the bar minimum that you have to do. And the Pelicans yesterday sent out an email for season tickets for next year. Guess who wasn't in the email? Whose name was not in the email? Zion's. It's really interesting. J.J. is really good. And, and I, I will, after that conversation took place, all of a sudden it gets confirmed, oh, well, now Zion has reached out to C.J. McCollum, which feels as though we'll never know, maybe happened because of the criticism. One way or another, it's a mess. The situation with Zion is a mess. And I've never seen, well, I shouldn't say that. We've seen players like this before, but not of this magnitude. Greg Oden was the first pick in the draft, and Sam Bowie was the second pick in the draft. And neither of them ever had the opportunity to demonstrate whether they were worthy of those spots or not. I don't like calling them busts. I don't like calling Greg Oden a bust. To me, he's not a bust. It's not that he couldn't play. He was always hurt. For the, for the franchise's perspective that drafted him, yeah, that was a bust. But I don't like to attach the word bust to him. To me, bust is someone who got drafted very high and couldn't play. I mean, it wasn't good enough to justify it. The Zion piece of this... There are a lot of people who think he is just does not get the level of conditioning. I remember Charles Barkley said it on this show at a time when he was playing great, at a time, that little sliver of time when when it looked like Zion was becoming a great NBA player. Barkley told the story that when he got to Philadelphia, Moses Malone pulled him aside and said, you're too heavy. You don't know what it means to be in shape. You're going to get in shape. And he was all over him. And while Charles might have been the round mound of rebound, he played a long time, and he always played at a weight he could manage. And it does not appear that Zion is doing any of that. So when I saw this soundbite from Kendrick Perkins, I thought this feels worth sharing, because while it's probably going to be funny, I haven't heard it, the way he said it is probably funny. There's also probably a real message in here. This was Perk from the, um, the podcast that he does with Marcus Spears, talking about Zion. I hate to say it, but I knew it was gonna happen, bro. You said I was I was at the draft combine. You said it before I was before I was deciding whether or not I was gonna become a coach or join or become an analyst. I was at the draft combine coaching, and guess what? Zion was having delivered to his room. 
two whole pizzas that he was eating. And I said to myself right then, I said, hey, man, you know what? He already starting off on the wrong foot. And I tried to warn the world, but people didn't want to listen. You know, that, that it, it's, it's funny when you hear it, but it's obviously not funny when you consider the impact that it seems to be having on this career that this young man has. I mean, you can't be more gifted. It's, for a man his size to have the physical gifts that he has, it's, it's unprecedented. I've never seen a player like him in the NBA, and I've been watching the sport for 50 years. But is he ever going to be able to get out there and show it to us? Does he understand what it takes to do that? I don't know. And it sounds to me like Perk and Barkley and a lot of other people whose opinions I value think that the answer to that question is no. And, and I will just say this, that he's such an incredible talent that it is a, it's really a shame if it goes this way because it looked like this might turn into something really special, right? Like this could be the start of something really special and now it, it appears to be headed in the other direction. So if this thing is never going to be what we thought it might be, that would really be a terrible loss. All right, coming up, we will continue in just a moment with one of the most, well, now let me rephrase that. The most unique game of Would You Rather in the history of sports. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. Okay. So of all the things that Aaron Rodgers said, I opened the show today talking about Rodgers and and basically offering, I think, a, a defense, if you will, of his, um, of his attention-seeking nature. And I pointed out how pretty much everyone in the world, certainly everyone in America today, has a little bit of that in them. Social media has made it very easy to feel like a star, to feel famous. And you just put something up there and people react to it. Rogers obviously is famous on a level most people can't even comprehend. And I think he's having a good time with it. He's enjoying the attention. He is definitely courting it. He is definitely fueling it. And I, for one, don't criticize him for that. That's one thing. The other thing he said on McAfee yesterday that was to me by far the most interesting is that he spent the last 12 days before he posted uh, that thing on Instagram on Monday night doing something that is called the Pachacarma Cleanse. Now, I will point out that I, I am I am familiar with a lot of cleanses, with retreats. I know people who do these. I have done some myself. There are some elements of 
certainly meditation and mindfulness that I am, am, am studying as we speak and am fascinated by, as are many of the most successful people I know. And cleanses, while they're not my thing, I know that there are many people who do them and swear by them. This one is quite remarkable. So I apologize in advance for the somewhat graphic nature of this, but I will preface it by saying, A, these are the details of the cleanse, and B, every word I'm about to speak is a word that a doctor would say to you. There's no swearing or anything like that here. So the different elements of the cleanse, one of them is called the vaman, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, in which they induce a severe spell of vomiting to clean the upper gut. Induce. The next one is, I'm not going to try and say the Indian words for it because I'm sure I'll mispronounce them. The next one is a spell of forced diarrhea that purges and cleanses the bowel. Then comes a medicated enema used to cleanse toxins through the colon, followed by nasal administration of medicated oil to clean or cleanse toxins. And finally, there's a procedure done to cleanse the blood. Now, far be it for me to question a world-class athlete on his choice of this, but I question it. I can't decide which of these frightens me the most. Anyone who knows me knows I cannot handle nausea. I, that, that bothers me. Throwing up is something I can't. Thank God my kids did not do a lot of that. that. So of all of these, which one would individually bother me the most? I think it would be that. But I will say, I need someone to show me a video of the nasal administration of medicated oils that cleanse toxins. Because depending on what it is they're, they're administering this with nasally... <laughs> That's a question. I mean, what are they sticking up your nose? Like when I was a kid, they would go up your nose with a rubber hose. That was an expression. They used to say it on Welcome Back Cotter all the time. This is literally, they're doing that. They are nasally administering some sort of toxin removing something. So anyway, this just sounds awful, right? I mean, it just just sounds, in every conceivable way that something can sound awful, it sounds awful, yes? So we're going to play a game of Would You Rather... Would you rather do whatever it is Hembo says? Nuno, I need you in this. Bubba, I need you in this. If Bridget is still in there, let's get Bridget in this game too. Would you rather do the Pancha Karma diet? I mean 12 days. This is a 12-day, which by the way, does that mean Aaron Rodgers didn't see the Super Bowl? Like do you pause in the middle of the nasal emission <laughs> to watch the Super Bowl? Because the Super Bowl was less than 12 days ago. So either he didn't watch the Super Bowl or right in the middle of this, he was like, listen, can we take three hours between the enemas and the vomiting so that I can watch Matt Stafford try and finally claim a championship? Like, (laughs) that's my imitation of the way your voice would sound if you were going through a 12-day Panchakarma. So one way or another, the game is going to be, would you rather, right, Nuno and, uh, and Bubba, would you rather do what Hembo suggests or spend 12 days doing the Panchakarma diet. By the way, Nuno, how much weight have you lost? I lost uh, 100 pounds. Can I ask a question? Yes. No, there was no Panchakarma. Did you do this? No, I did not. Come on. Tell the truth. It's funny. Last week I was out uh, because I had a a medical procedure, and I'm glad that that cleanse wasn't as bad as this. No. So you had a colonoscopy. Correct. Yes. I've had many of those. There is Many? I've had several colonoscopies in my life. Yes, I, 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 I... uh, yes. I mean, I've had probably four or five. And yeah, I mean, the prep is what the prep is. But I mean, you know, whatever. Okay. 
So we're going to do Would You Rather... Have the Panchakarma, 12 days of Panchakarma, or whatever it is. Hembo, give us the first option. Would you rather spend 12 days on the Panchakarma cleanse or spend a day shadowing Bubba in radio? <laughs> Let's ask uh, Bridget. Today, Bridget is shadowing Bubba. Uh, Bridget, this obviously is an assignment that was given to you against <laughs> your will. You didn't have, have the ability to turn it down. Having now experienced probably half of this day, if I gave you the option of doing this again next year... Or doing a 12-day Panchakarma cleanse, which would you choose? I, You know, I, I, as fun as severe vomiting sounds, Greeny, I think I might shadow Bubba again. It's been pretty fun here. You know, me and him are going to go grab meatball subs right afterwards. So I could say that that takes the cake. I'll tell you that. Okay, so that's one vote for that. Nuno, how about you? You've seen many a, a shadow come in and out of there. I, I'll tell you right now. Just hook up the nose to the hose for me. I will go. Anything you want to do to me nasally. We're having a great time. I am not shadowing Bubba for a day. Nuno, which one of those would you choose? Um, I mean, I feel like I've been in a cleanse for the last like three years working with Bubba. So, I mean, yeah, what been, could be worse? There's been other sorts of evacuations that have taken place as a result of your proximity to Bubba. All right, what's the next option? Would you rather spend 12 days on the Panchakarma cleanse or... Practice the TB12 diet for the rest of your life. Oh, 12 days versus rest of your life. Avocado ice cream and all the rest of it Uh. that we think we know. I don't know all the details of the TB12 diet, but we've all heard how incredibly strict it is. Bubba, TB12 the rest of your life or Panchakarma for 12 days? (laughs) Would you rather? Uh, Man, that's a good one. Um I, I guess I guess I'm gonna have to go Pancha Karma because I don't I don't think I would would want to do TB12 for whatever 40 50 60 the thing years is, yeah that's too too long. Are there any experiences that are not worth living through? Like like, like <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is like like the Pancha Karma might be so bad that you'd be like ah the hell with it. I mean I'm just I'm done here. <laughs> I, it doesn't even make any difference. And and, and at least I, I don't know which way are you go in Nuno Pancha Karma or TB12. I'm going to go with Panchakarma. Okay, Panchakarma. That's two votes for Panchakarma. What's next? Hembo. Would you rather spend 12 days on the Panchakarma cleanse or watch the 2022 NBA Slam Dunk Contest <laughs> in its entirety? Well, I, I mean, I already lived through that, and I'm telling you. I mean, I had evacuation like you would not believe. I, it made me want to do all of these things, in, including the nasal purge. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how bad it was. The, the, the Slam Dunk Contest. Bubs, you weren't here yesterday. Was the Slam Dunk? Did you see the Slam Dunk Contest? Uh, unfortunately, yes. And, and would you rather spend 12 days... <laughs> With with uncontrollable vomiting, diarrhea, and nasal, whatever that is, nasal e- emission, or watch that again. Yeah, I think I'm doing the diet. Me too. I'm, you know what? Just Jalen I mean, Green's it was so one bad. slam. At one, the one moment where Jalen Green in the finals, this is the finals of the slam dunk contest, missed nine dunks. He went <laughs> one for nine in that one round. And it was excruciating to watch. You could have hooked up anything you wanted yeah, during that brutal. time. That was I think insane. that you are overlooking the anima. Like, you're not mentioning it enough. That, to me, is probably the worst mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Giving that to yourself? Well, you're not doing it to yourself. I don't think these people, I think they're doing an enema to themselves. Yeah, where did the self part what, come what in? Kind of, what, 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 <laughs> what kind of enema is it you think you're doing here? Like, an enema is usually something that is, well, is certainly frequently something that is performed upon you by another person. So someone's there living this with him during, the, during these 12 days? What do you think? He's doing this all by himself? Like in a, no, yes, of course. So this this is goes, a supervised activity. With a crew of people also doing it just with his medical team? Like, There's no medical team. No medical. There was not a doctor on planet Earth that would approve of this. 
<laughs> not a doc. If this, if you ever go to a doctor and that doctor says, "Listen, you know, I've not been feeling so well. I'm not feeling myself. I'm trying to figure." And that doctor says, "Hey, I got an idea for you. Try a 12 day Pancha Karma cleanse. Go find another doctor." <laughs> All right? And I'm not even kidding when I say that. So where were we here? All right, g- give me another one. Would you rather spend 12 days on the Pancha Karma cleanse or play wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> I think OBJ and Jarvis Landry have that one answered right off the bat. What do you think of that one, Bubs? Whew, that's another tough one. Uh, I'm going to suit up for the Browns on this one. I'm going to suit up for the Browns. Donovan Peoples-Jones? Yeah. Right? I'm trying to, who are their other receivers? Over I think there? I'm going to be an asset to Baker. Here's the thing. like You can either endure the 12-day cleanse or elect to lose millions of dollars. <laughs> so I'm choosing the cleanse. I think that's fair. For sure. Give me the rest of them. I, li- I like, I like the, the, the conceit of the game here. Would you rather spend 12 days on the Pancha Karma cleanse or moderate a debate between Brooks Kepka? And Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, well, what are you kidding? I would do that voluntarily. That would be a fun debate to moderate. Actually, the whole golf world is mad at Phil now. Phil has taken all the, uh, you know, for all sorts of other reasons. Um, but, but no, I, that one I would actually do. That one would be that would actually be decent TV. And it's it's it has diminished a little. It has withered because of their team. You know, they they were together yeah. on the Ryder Cup team and all the rest of that. So, all right. So that one is not as bad. That Fair. one's not nearly as bad. Fair enough. What's next? Would you rather spend 12 days on the Pancha Karma cleanse or spend an entire day in CBA negotiations between <laughs> Major League Baseball and the union? I've got it. We have finally figured it out. This is how we're going to get a deal, a deal done. <laughs> we are going to put, like, how many of them are there? Well, how, many, how many members of the negotiating team are there for the owners, you think? Like, I don't know. Let's say there's 15 of them. Sure. And sure. we're going to take 15 people from the players. I'm just making this up now. What the hell difference does it make? The whole conceit is ridiculous. And we're going to put them all in a room. Send them to, like, the fanciest hotel in the U.S. I mean, literally, whatever the, whatever the nicest Four Seasons or, or Mandarin Oriental, whatever the, whatever the nicest hotel there is in the entire United States is, put them there, lock them in a ballroom, and say, guys, for every day that goes by, you are going to have to live on the Pancha Karma cleanse. And, and, and not only that, but the opposing side gets to choose which day of it you go through. Because to be clear, these are all like individual days. Like you have a full day of the vomiting and then a full day of the diarrhea. Like imagine that. Like ain't that a kick in the, you know what? Like, oh my God, I just got, because we've all been sick, right? You have a day where you're like, you know, you're, 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 you know, when you're sick. And at least you're like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to be better. And like, no, actually tomorrow, wait till you hear what tomorrow's plan is. Like, imagine you go on a cruise not knowing it's going to be the Pancha Karma, right? Like, and you're like here's, the, here's the, the, the cruise director, you know, the fun person, whatever, Julie McCoy, what was she called? The social director of the cruise would come out and be like, oh, Mondays are shuffleboard days here on the HSS, uh, whatever, pinafore. And, and now we're going to get, uh, t- Tuesday is the uh, forced vomiting. We're gonna, <laughs> on, on Tuesday, this is, we're, welcome to the USS Panchakarma, <laughs> where everyone is going to come and this is, this is going to be the daily activities. You have any more in there? I have one more. What's the last one? Would you one? rather spend 12 days on the Panchakarma cleanse or... Go through a handshake line after a contentious Big Ten basketball game. Well, there's a lot of germs involved in that that I would prefer to avoid. But <laughs> candidly, the things I'd be looking to avoid are all the things that you get from the Panchakarma cleanse. <laughs> so, frankly, I would do that one. Why do you think, Nuno, what, what, what is your uh, overall feeling on the cleanse itself? I don't know, man. It just seems like this is just one of those things where Aaron wants to be 
you know, it's all like Aaron feels that maybe he's better than everyone else. Um, and just how like in touch with himself and others he is. Can and, I ask you a question? What's up? Is there a more unusual person in our, let's just use the world of sports because there's a lot of unusual people. But, but, but of the people we cover in sports, I want you to con- consider, all kidding aside, this is a person who in one conversation with Pat McAfee yesterday discussed seriously having undergone the Panchakarma cleanse and also whether or not the Packers should franchise tag Devontae Adams. And he did it while wearing a T-shirt from The Office. Like he just wore an, a The Office T-shirt with his ponytail and beard. Like... If you just saw a picture of that guy and he's just sitting there looking the way he looks wearing a, a T-shirt that says The Office, how long would it take you to guess superstar quarterback if you were guessing what does that person do for a living, right? If you didn't know what he looked like and you just saw that picture of him that was up on, on the screen with McAfee and you heard the conversation, you heard them talking about the Pancha Karma cleanse, and I said, I'm going to give you an hour <laughs> to guess what that person does for a living, And I will give you an advance. He does it as well as anyone in history. Would you ever say NFL quarterback? No. Definitely not, right? Nothing he says or does aside from quarterbacking suggests quarterback. What a unique dude. All right, this was a lot of fun. Uh, And thank you for playing along with our insanity here because it is quite silly. Uh, Bridget, I hope that you got a lot out of your day. Shadow and Bubba, (laughs) we will need you back here tomorrow just in case my computer is speaking another language that I am not proficient enough in to put together the rundown. Enjoy your time in Bristol. We will see you all back in Better Than Ever tomorrow here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.